0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scottish Football's in mourning this evening After the sad passing of Fernando Rickson After his battle with motor neuron disease On the field, Rangers have a job to do against Feyenoord tomorrow With Celtic at Wren And Gary Caldwell's been sacked as the manager of Partick Thistle I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Stephen McGowan and Jim Duffy And I'm pleased to say we're also joined in the studio By one of Fernando Rickson's former teammates, Alex Ray Who's joined us to share his thoughts and memories uh, Alex, clearly uh, a very, very sad day For many people across world football Yeah, absolutely, Gordon It was uh, when the news broke this morning uh, It was difficult to take uh, I got a text a few days ago to say It was in a difficult place uh, It didn't make it any easier today And you can see the, the morning, as you say um, You know, he's got a young family Extremely difficult time for them And my thoughts are with them uh, and it, it's united the, the football world You know, it's not just Rangers uh, You know, you see all the kind of tributes coming in today from all over uh, Stephen McGowan There is a great sadness across the, the footballing spectrum We know we have followed uh, Fernando's difficult journey in the past few years There was a, an inevitability A knowledge that this day would come It doesn't make it any easier And it's it's been really sad to see the, all the tributes this afternoon It really is But, you know, listen, people are Entitled to mourn the death And it's absolutely the right But I always think With a guy With the achievements Of Fernando Rickson We should celebrate his life You know I mean he Wine, women, song Seven major trophies He captained Rangers Helicopter Sunday He won 12 caps In the Netherlands A family who loved him And his resistance To terminal illness Was an inspiration To everybody So you know His life only lasted 43 years But what a 43 years it was yeah, yeah, I mean, this team was right. Uh, you know, he crammed a lot in, uh, Fernando. And I think, uh, you know, as as a player, uh, I mean, he wore uh, his heart on his sleeve. And any uh, player that plays for Rangers, the first thing the fans want to see is playing for the jersey. And that's exactly what he did. He gave 100% in every game. Listen, like any any player, you'll know always had great games. And we know there was a lot of off-the-field stuff that made you smile and uh, made you cringe at times. But, uh, you know, that, that was part of his character and part of his personality. And again, without that, then you probably didn't have half the player. So, I mean, it's a very, very sad day. And as I said, condolences to, to his family. Uh, as I said, and he fought so bravely for, for over six years, Gordon, you know, to... Uh, a horrific uh, disease and motor neuron but he just fought it with, with the same desire and commitment he had as a, as a player We've got two massive games in Europe tomorrow night of course we're building up to them 01419511025 to have your thoughts but let's start there really is only one place to start tonight and that's with your tributes and memories to Fernando Rickson who sadly passed away at 43 years of age six years after revealing uh, his battle with motor neuron disease so give us it all give us your, your memories maybe it may Maybe you've been fortunate enough to meet him Maybe you remember watching him uh, Maybe you just want to pay tribute And you're a fan of, of another team as well So get all your thoughts into us on the phones 01419511025 Or on Twitter at ClydeSSB How will you remember him Alex? Okay it was just a brilliant teammate Gordon We uh, we struck up a really good uh, friendship Jim uh, I think I was attracted to his madness mm. uh, I, 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 I seen similarities to myself He was as, as Stephen just said there Love to party, love to be out and about and causing carnage. Uh, and then you had the other side, which was a, a, an unbelievable footballer. I know Jim's saying about when you're hand your sleeve, but this boy had ability as well. Mm. He was extremely committed. 
he was brutal in training because you know you do the boxes on a Friday gym <laughs> and, and you're trying to kind of just kind of take it nice and easy and take the mickey. He's trying to fit people because he's going to love it. So lunging in, I, and and I used to say to myself, "See if he does that again, I'm going to hoff him. I'm going to attack him because it, it was no prison. So he trained the way he played, and um, it was just great. I, I was I was thinking some of the things I could share in terms of we, we had a seventies party in the house uh, at the festive period, and uh, it was uh, he turned up as a pimp. Uh, you know, he did. <laughs> it was. So he he turned up with that and um and then we, we produced fireworks later on. I said, You're the man for these fireworks. I've never seen him back off and he went, I'm not going near them again. <laughs> these fireworks were bouncing all over the house in Bears Den gym. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so he had that. But in terms of how do you remember him? Mm-hmm. I was a guy that lifted the trophy. It was one of the most important days in my career. Uh, you know, he led us through that season. Um and to give you an idea of how popular he was. We uh, lost the first fixture of the split to Celtic 2-1 at Ibrox. Uh, and afterwards we had the PFA Awards where he was nominated with, mm-hmm. with, with John, John Hartson to share it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guys were going, no danger. Because effectively everyone felt as if it was going to be, you know, uh, you know, th- this, the title had gone. Uh, but every single one to a man went uh, just to support Fernando, even though it was just mm-hmm. a difficult time for everyone due to the result. And the the journey over the last six years or so has been an extremely difficult yeah. one. And I know that that you've been there on on that journey as well, visiting him as often as you could. The the, the latter stages of his life. How will you how will you remember that period? Oh, um, extremely difficult, Gordon. Um, seeing the deterioration of this guy because he, Jim and I, were been in dressing rooms where guys have been extremely athletic. You know, I always felt as if I was decent. Uh, Fitness yeah. levels, you know, get round apart and so forth. Whenever we done a running session, Fernando was always up the front. He had just that, and there was all a few players over the career. You could actually say these guys were. So to see him deteriorate in the manner, so you you, you obviously seen him losing uh, the ability to walk, and then his voice went. I, I was finding it more and more difficult, and, and we done a fundraiser uh, for the hospice uh, with myself and Marvin Andrews. It was a race night, and and they they raised a right few thousand pounds. I think it was nine grand for the charity foundation. And, and Conal Cochran, the, the guy, said to me, would you um, like to come up and we'll present the cheque to the hospice because they're doing such a good job for Fernando. I says, I'm not sure I can do it, mate. I, 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 so I went away and reflected because I was struggling to see the deterioration. Um, so I, I sat for a few days, Jim, and, and, and what I was thinking was, if I'm struggling with this, how is he feeling? Because he's actually lost his ability to walk. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't even speak and he was just making noises and I'm thinking, this is too much. Mm-hmm. The saving grace towards the end was he got the computer, which he could uh, text with his eyes. Mm. And although his body was kind of shutting down, I, I can't share this on air, but I said yeah. I said something to him as I'm whispering. Mm. I could see him tighten with his eyes because he, he, he'd mm. lost the ability to move. And the eyes still light up. So his mm. eyes were lighting up and he texts he text this thing, Jim, and I'll tell mm. you the next break yeah. what he said, but I referred to one <laughs> yeah. of the nurses. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great yeah. and it was just a lovely joke. He, he hadn't lost his sense of humour yeah. and the fact that he actually got to communicate with people made it so much more easier his to was still shut. Oh, yeah. sharp as a tack, Jim. And I guess th- that side of it, that... Um, that contrast between this super fit and, and and we sort of look at these players, don't we? But we build them up to be superhuman, and then I think, I think that's a really the, interesting point. We do the, in this part of the world, the disaster strikes. Yeah, we think of them as masters of the universe, immortals, and we treat we treat them like that. Footballers are just, I mean, yeah. ask Alex Ray. You know, footballers are just normal mortals, aren't you? You're, yeah. you're just normal guys, but we build you up, and we think your lives are perfect. But you know, illnesses like motor neuron disease—they're no respecter of status mm. or social class. 
Do you know the interesting thing about that? When you talk about Jim, we all have mm. people. Mm. When I was at Ibrox as a boy in the Eastern Close with my dad, I used to look at guys like Tam Forsyth and mm. John Gregg, mm. and I seen guys that were mm. six feet yeah. eight, you know. Yeah. Uh, and now when I'm Giant. in their company, yeah. you see they're only six feet one or so, you mm. know, they'll know. But you when you're looking through a. You a, think they're a, indestructible, a, don't you? Absolutely. But the thing is, these guys were they were lethal in the 70s, they're allowed to volley people all over the place. <laughs> 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight. Let's. Uh, Reflect on the, the sad passing of Fernando Rexon But this can be a time of celebration as well Give us your, your memories, your stories I'm sure he kept you entertained on and off the field Over his time in Scotland I know you've all uh, got something on your mind tonight So if you want to share it We'd love to have you 01419511025 Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's hear from the current Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard He says Fernando Rexon was a warrior On and off the park The Rangers boss says He could see the fight the Dutchman had in him When he met him recently and he hopes that the team can put on a good tribute to him tomorrow. Very sad news for, for everyone connected to the club, and more importantly his, his young family. So on behalf of the club I would like to pay tribute. You know, he was a fantastic player, uh, he had a decorated career. I think he played with his heart on his sleeve, he was that type. And um, I think that was epitomised when he was taken ill in 2013. I think he was given 18 months to live at the time. And, He's fought ever so hard up to this point, so I think that sums up the character. A warrior type on the pitch and off the pitch, um, but we, we certainly send our condolences to his young family. Yeah, I think he was a fantastic ambassador and role model for the club, the way he played, but also the way he handled himself off the pitch. I was lucky enough to meet him a couple of times recently as well, when you could see that he was in pain and suffering, but you could see the, the fight he was, he was still putting, putting up with. So it's very sad news, but he certainly deserves all the accolades that are going to come his way because I think he handled himself not just as a footballer but as a human being, more importantly. I'm sure there will be a lot of emotions in, in the stadium tomorrow and I think Fernando deserves that. I'm sure both sets of supporters will pay the respect and we, we, we ask the supporters to get right behind the team because I think it'll be a, very, be a nice tribute to him if we can put in a good performance and try and get maximum points and I think everyone knows before the ball's kick if that was the case we'd certainly dedicate it to him and his family 0141 if you want to pay tribute to Fernando Rickson or share your memories and stories that's the number you need Mark is just along the road there in Clyde Bank hi Mark good evening gents how are we doing yeah good Mark I'd like I'm a Celtic fan but I'd like to sort of pay tribute to Fernando from a, I feel like a Celtic perspective uh, I'll take you back first of all to uh, the the six two game, uh, when Celtic beat under six two, and Fernando had a torrid time. Uh, it's fair to say against Bobby Petter, and he was hooked after I believe I think it was twenty nine minutes. Uh, following on from that game, he became a bit of a sort of for a, for a short period anyway, a, a figure of ridicule among the Celtic fans, and a wee bit of a scapegoat perhaps among some of the Rangers fans who blamed partly blamed him for that result. Uh, the the mental toughness. And uh, the incredible attributes that he showed, not only to recover from that, but to go on to be arguably the best right back in Scotland, have a, a glittered career for Rangers, representing them. I think it was 180 games, I think he played for the club, the Champions League, several caps for Holland. Uh, incredible strength of character, because he would have felt that out in the streets of Glasgow. Folk are shine coming forward, you know, Fernando and, you know, slagging him for the game and all that. It was an incredibly tough time for him personally. And many players would have crumbled under that kind of pressure. But he didn't. He done the exact opposite. Same as he done when he was diagnosed in 2013. He battled on and uh, he proved everyone wrong, including us on our side of the, the divide, if you like. Uh, so I'm tipping my hat to him. An absolute fantastic gentleman and 
Glasgow Moans has lost today, not just the Rangers fans. Yeah, well said, Mark. Is that is that the type of character you recognise, Alex? That um, that ability to sort of bounce back from adversity. Yeah, without doubt. He, uh, I remember the game, and uh, you're obviously putting question marks. You know, he absolutely terrorised that day by Bobby. But um, I think it's the mark of him in terms of how he bounced back. And um, you know, I think it's the words that Mark shares there's uh, apt in terms of both sides of the divide. You know, they've obviously. It's the same old story We live in, in, in Glasgow And in the West Coast And the Rangers fans And thing. But when it comes to times like this I think that's uh, It's important to recognise and, and Just to kind of Carry on in terms of The best right back He went into midfield The, the year okay. The Rangers won the league So mm-hmm. for a right back To then adapt It just gives you an inclination of How good a player he was Because I think If my memory serves me right I think he had about nine goals that year You know he was scoring goals as well He's, he's Free kicks and things So he had a wide range of things I think it's important to recognise that And I think it was a, a dozen caps he got for Holland Which is not an easy thing to do either And Stephen in your role um, Covering the matches I'm sure you'll remember that And we're extremely knee-jerk In this part of the world In case you hadn't noticed So he would have been written off that day yeah. That would have been it Dud, forget that But the strength of character And the ability to bounce back as well Well correct me if I'm wrong But I think he actually had three red cards against Celtic Might be wrong about it I think after that after, So I mean At that point You didn't fancy his chances but, you know, whereas to begin with he thought he was a bit of a hothead, you see what he is now, he, he was a warrior. You know, everything was a fight and, 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 he, and he won every fight. And I think what's great about Mark's call is that when we live in a part of the world where football players, managers, they attract so much abuse and vitriol, particularly in social media. You know, we all love to hate the other side. But, you know, sometimes you look at this and you see that Fernando Rickson could take so much comfort in those six years from the fact that fans of all clubs and none Held him in enormous regard for the way he set about motor neuron disease. Absolutely, you know, it shouldn't need illness or death to bring respect back to, to to Scottish football. But in those six years, you know, he went from a hot head to a warrior, and he was loved, he was admired, and in the end, he was so appreciated. And we can't say much further than that, can we? I mean, Jim, that's that's I'd imagine as as a manager or a, a football type, that's the that's the type of character you're looking for. You're not looking for guys who are perfect, but you're looking for guys who can. Bounce back when the imperfect moments come around Yeah I mean it's, it's Football's relatively easy when everything's going great When it's not going great that's when you get the test That's when you realise Who has the bottle Who has the mental toughness Particularly when you're playing for a club like Rangers And the other thing is you know, Respect is a huge aspect of that From the opposition The opposition players, the opposition fans And for Fernando as a right back Pretty much it's not many um, I've managed to get the PFA Player of the Year alongside John Hartson that year and they shared it but that shows you the, the respect that the opposition players because they're voting for him and he's one of those ones where the opposition f- fans you know you know, hated him but the fact is they would love to have him in his team and that's so, always a mark of a good player yeah. because you don't want to be liked by the opposition fans I mean yeah. Alec will tell you that he was never liked by anybody even the same fans <laughs> but no you don't you don't want the opposition fans to like oh, no, you, you, you uh, but, but that shows you that when you're, you're respected and they understand and they appreciate the qualities of a player so although there'll be many tributes um, you know and rightfully um, directed towards Fernando tonight Let's not underestimate, as Alex said, there twelve caps for 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 Holland. You know, captain the 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 title winning team, and and also Europe Europa uh, winner with Zenit. You know, I mean, yep. he's winning his Zenit. Mm-hmm. St. Peter's but a massive club, huge club, and managed to win against Rangers. Ironically enough, so. Let's not forget his achievements as a footballer. They were outstanding. God, what a question that was. You've just asked the Duff there. Did you enjoy working with uh, Kira? 
Tougher ones yeah. He's standing next to one <laughs> No but obviously you, you work with different players At different times And, and characters and, and, and he was a bit like Gaza In the mm. sense of he, he was he was he kept you on your toes all the time. Obviously, I know a lot of the stories. I was in his company a few times, um, you know. And and Alec obviously played alongside him. So the mm-hmm. guys that played alongside him got a lot more information. I have, but I do know <laughs> from speaking to the guys over the years that uh, he was a he was a larger life character. That's for sure. Mark and Clyde Bank. That was a lovely tribute to kick us off. Thank you very much for the call. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What about the memories, Rangers fans? Dig into that memory bank. What about a a favourite goal? A standout moment Something you remember From the career of Fernando Rickson We'd love to hear it from you tonight 01419511025 We'll speak to another former teammate And hear Neil Lennon's condolences next as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Stephen McGowan, Jim Duffy and Alex Ray Joining me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we pay tribute to Fernando Rickson Who sadly passed away following his battle with motor neuron disease Some great stories though there, There's more uh, more happiness than sadness I'm detecting on the show tonight Because some great memories coming in So if you've got any to share Please do 01419511025 uh, Let's hear from Neil Lennon He's also been paying tribute Came across each other many times Rivals on the field Here's what Neil Lennon The Celtic boss had to say this evening It's tragic I'm very very upset For his family obviously For someone You know who I played against In in many battles um, In a time where You know both teams are very very strong In Glasgow In a very good era for Scottish football and um, you know for the Glasgow public to lose him at such a young age is, is devastating he put up an unbelievable fight and as a player he, he got better and better in his time in Glasgow at Rangers so to the point where he became player of the year he turned out to be an outstanding footballer you know a great competitor um, he was emotional to, to start with in his career but he really matured into a, a very fine player so our condolences go obviously to his family and obviously the Glasgow Rangers as well it's a it's a huge loss and um, I felt it myself you know for someone who I played against for a long long time and that's perhaps the other side of it Stephen we, we, which we we don't see we see these guys on the field and kicking lumps out each other and and, and you build up this image in your head that, that, that they hate each other and maybe in some cases they do but more often than not there's that mutual respect there because they experience the exact same things as each other well you think back to the Alan Thompson they were neighbours mm. weren't they mm. intense <laughs> rivals that was shouting for the wetter box at 5am I mean Fernando he, he was known for pyrotechnics on mm. the pitch and off the pitch but you know in his life was a bit like a firework because you know he kind of when the fuse was lit you didn't know what direction he was heading in you didn't know where he would land you know he was unpredictable every minute was high octane but as a Rangers player you know he brought light and he brought colour to the Glasgow skyline and you know his fire burned bright even against motor neuron disease and that that is why people are now completely reassessing the fact we all knew he was a good player what we didn't know was just what an outstanding human being he was. Uh, Lee is a Rangers fan on the line. You got any standout memories, Lee? Yeah, evening panel. Hi, um, I was just saying for me that the two greatest memories of Fernando being a Rangers fan, the first one is the old Firm game at Celtic Park just after half-time. I think Celtic were winning 1-0. The whole crowd are singing You'll Never Walk Alone and then Fernando Rickson popped up just after kick-off 
and equalised. And I think it's one of the only times in an old firm game I've ever seen the whole of Celtic Park just stop singing in a in an instant. Um, it was quite unique. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it since. You know, literally the whole crowd have got the scarves up. The noise is deafening. And then after about 40 seconds from kick-off in the second half, Fernando jumps in where we had a and at the bottom corner and, uh, you know, in our corner when we were celebrating, it was just probably one of my greatest old firm moments, although we went on to lose that game. Um, the second one, the one that I always laugh when I think about Fernando Rickson, I can't remember the game, I can't remember much about it, but we played Zenit St. Petersburg in a friendly at Ibrox and when his name was read out, he got a big cheer and every time he touched the ball, Ibrox was, you know, erupting for him and and clapping and singing all these songs and then about 10 minutes into the game I think it was Chris Barkey he nearly chopped him in half um, I think in an average game it would have been a red card I think it's like what Alex said earlier it was two-footed over the ball um, We Barkey's trying to do some step over or something and literally nearly killed him and then as fans you're sitting there going do we cheer him do we boo him <laughs> you know what do we do it was it was, a, it was a good memory just you know Fernando Rickson from a Rangers point of view will we'll go down a legend in, in many fans' eyes for what he did for the club um, you know he's left some great memories behind but I think it's good to agree with what you're all saying and you know what the Celtic family said earlier what a player he was um, Alex touched on it when he moved into central midfield as a fan you're thinking what's he doing you know why, why is he moving him there kind of thing but he, he, he ran the show that season um, his free kicks were incredible and, you know, it was just a, a joy to watch him as, as he got older playing with Rangers. It's a shame the way he left. Um, personally, I think he should have stayed and retired at Rangers. If he could have went on to do so much more in the club. But obviously, you know, whatever happened on that flight to South Africa happened. Um, but yeah, a definite legend. He'll be missed. But I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I think it's touching that Rangers tomorrow are playing a team from his, his home country. Um so I think it'll be nice to see what Rangers and Feyenoord do tomorrow to kind of celebrate the life of this. Yeah, I think magnificent man. Really well said, Lee. Enjoyed the, the memories. I could see Alex nodding along. In fact, when you started, Alex did the uh, the universal uh, sign for for headering the ball. He was headering the ball in the <laughs> studio here because he knew uh, what was coming. You you recognise a lot of what Lee had to say there, Alex. I'm yeah, sure. without doubt. I think I was the first guy to, to grab him as well. I, I think I grabbed him round the neck and uh, body slammed him to the deck, showing you a beauty. But um. We did go and lose that game. I think it ended up two one, but um, it was a good moment, as as Lee says. And it, it, I think that's a great thing about folk who are reflecting today, Gordon, because they're actually get individual memories. And I think that's a great thing about footballers; they have the ability to imprint uh, an image or a, a moment on um, people's minds. And and you know, I'm sure there'll be plenty across the board. Uh, and Jim Duffy, another point that Lee touches on. Which is, is is bang on the money tomorrow Playing mm. against Feyenoord yeah. The Dutch team uh, Even if it wasn't But it's just that yeah. that, that added 1% You can just imagine the It'll be a poignant atmosphere tomorrow mm. I'm sure Yeah I'm sure it'll be very emotional You know for a, a lot of the supporters In particular And I think obviously former players Obviously The current players Probably won't know too much uh, About uh, Fernando But uh, obviously He's, he's, he's You know Got um, that reputation Obviously in Holland as well but you know, as I said, it's it's a difficult one because it will be emotional and, and uh, you know there will be a, a different type of atmosphere. I think at the start of the game, uh, uh, you know that 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 you know should help the Rangers players in, in terms of the game. It's certainly at the start of the game, you know you would expect Venus to come out 
um, you know, really up for it, and uh, you know, just just. I suppose using that positivity and that that atmosphere that we generated by by the the the, the, the feeling for mm. Fernando, but but it is a difficult one because I think that the fans, in particular, who have seen him playing, and uh, you know who who will miss him, it'll be it'll be a difficult time. But I think that uh, there'll be obviously full mm. respect and uh, you know that acknowledgement of of as I said of being a Rangers captain. Let's not forget he was a Rangers captain, you know. And I think uh, you know there's not many people who can say that. You know, there's a lot of fantastic players that played for Rangers over the the many many decades um, but didn't go on to lift the title as, as a captain it was inter, 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 oh, sorry but, but it, gone, but it was interesting I read quotes from Alan McCoy today he was talking about that mm-hmm. how when Barry Ferguson came back to mm-hmm. the club he kept Fernando Rickson the That's captain right. because mm-hmm. when he gave Fernando Rickson the captaincy he hoped to get more maturity mm-hmm. from him I think he hoped to cut out some of the front pages mm-hmm. and concentrate on the back pages mm-hmm. and by and large it worked it's a really collective responsibility isn't mm-hmm. it with like politicians yeah. he embraced it and he grew and he matured and I think if you look at a, a generation of Rangers fans now, a certain age, what's the most iconic day for Rangers in recent in modern history? It's absolutely Easter Road that day, you know, with a helicopter Sunday. Fernando Rickson lifted the trophy. He was the captain in one of the most iconic days in Rangers history. Sandy is an Airdrie on the line. Hi, Sandy. Hi, good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Sandy. Uh, thanks very much for your time. Um, it's... I think what I've recognised as well, I'm not an old firm follower or supporter, uh, but the one thing I've recognised tonight is the way it brings the old firm together when there's a passing of a legend in the, the eyes of both clubs. Uh, but the main reason for calling tonight is, uh, as Alex has mentioned earlier, he has been up to Airbury Hospice. I lost a friend of mine a couple of years back uh, died from pancreatic cancer and he went into Airbury Hospice and as Alex will tell you it's a fantastic service to provide the full support the care they provide and it's just to point out to everyone this place is totally run on uh, donations and charity uh, every single bit of money that is raised is by volunteers that goes into the hospice and it, I don't know the exact sum for a weekly running bill of the place, but it is absolutely remarkable the amount of money they need every single week to keep going. Uh, I'm just looking at the, you know, the range of support. You know, they're all everybody feels the same. And if they would just take a moment to maybe even consider making a small donation to every hospice, I've got nothing to do with the hospice. I just know the work they do. Uh, but I think it'd be fantastic. Just someday, the price of a pint, a pie, whatever, just make a donation to every hospice. You would get it on, uh, just Google it on the internet and make a donation. I yeah, I think support me on that, guys. I think Absolutely. that's well said from, from Sandy because um, there's, there's been so much support from all quarters really in the last six years, Alex, and that's what's. That's what's, what's been encouraging. Going back to something I said earlier, there was an inevitability. This is a, a terminal illness. Yeah. We, we knew this day would come, but at the same time, maybe people took a bit of strength from the, the way that people managed to, to, to sort of rally around and, and provide support. Yeah, without doubt. I think uh, he's absolutely, Sandy's absolutely right. The hospice and the work that they do, Gordon, is absolutely remarkable. You know, when you go up there and you actually see the actual individual care that they get. Uh, is remarkable and he's right uh, if someone has got uh, it, it's not just the, the early hospital there's plenty of mm. 
uh, similar places around and, and if you can donate something because they do do uh, tremendous work Sandy thank you very much for the call much appreciated it's 01419511025 let's hear from another former teammate Bert Conterman uh, he's been picking his favourite memories he says he'll always remember Fernando Rickson's passion he says uh, his teammates squared up to Dick Advocat at half time in his first Old Firm game uh, but that's just showed how much he cared what I liked the most about Fernando was his passion uh, I never forget a moment with Advocat and I our first old firm at uh, Parkhead and uh, it was a, a disaster for Fernando and for myself. Uh, he got a red card against Bobby Petta. Uh, I got a few bad moments with Henrik Lassen. In the dressing room at uh, halftime, uh, Fernando got a discussion with Dick Advocaat, also a passionate person and a passionate manager and they both stood noise, uh, nose against nose. Uh, and, and, and that's, I think, uh, which guy Fernando is, uh, a fighter. He uh, was uh, on the pitch and off the pitch sometimes, but also against his disease. And uh, the same was with uh, Dick Advocaat, also a, a fighter, a, a guy from the street. So I love the passion and, and uh, the fighting spirit of Fernando. And uh, yeah, in this first old firm, a bad one for us both. It was nice to recognize his spirit and uh, fortunately later on his spirit was uh, was great in, uh, in nice games with Rangers when we beat Celtic and when we beat big opponents. So yeah, I love the passionate of Fernando. Does that sound about right, Alex Ray? I'm standing here with a big <laughs> smile that obviously the listeners won't know that. It's, it is um, spot on. Uh, and the reason why I say that, he had no issues fronting anybody in the dressing room, Jim, if he felt as if, and he was very opinionated. A lot of the times I thought he was off the wall right. and some of his opinions. I'm going, that's absolute nonsense. Sit down and, but he was steadfast. And, and, and uh, I was saying earlier on, I've got so many similarities. The amount of managers over the year I've had dis- disagreements with and been able to, but it does, it shows you that they care, Jim. You know, he sees ones that sit there and go, oh, he's talking a lot of nonsense and, and he's willing to put himself forward because. Yeah. Some managers just throw, show you the door. Yeah. Talk to us a bit about that madness then. You say that's what, what drew you to Fernando Rickson. I'm, oh. I'm sure people have, have heard the story. Stephen alluded to a couple earlier on. I mean, shouting through the letterbox yes. of Alan Thompson. Uh, there are stories about pushing a Rangers chairman into a swimming yeah, pool. You've yeah. got, um, and there was an expensive watch involved uh, by all accounts. <laughs> then uh, one of the callers brought up the, the flight. Yes Were there clothes involved or not um, <laughs> I don't know if there are any PG versions of the stories That you can tell us that might exemplify uh, it, it What one, you were dealing it, with we, we, uh, Big Alec McLeish was great We we went to Toronto as well Jim And we, we had dire straits one night The Blue Jays mm. the following night And then uh, Big Red said This is right guys I'll give you a couple of beers He's been working extremely hard It was about 95 degrees And, and the, the, in, t- in terms of the running it was involved we go back to your days, Jim. It was really, really intense. So he says, I'll let you have a, a beer until midnight. And they've managed to squeeze it to half past 12 or something. They've nicked another half an hour off, <laughs> Big Red. And then uh, they decided to stay out for another yeah, hour. Of course. And Big Red was receiving. He stood at the door, by the way. Him and Fernando nearly came to blows because he, Big Red's going, You're fine, two weeks' wages. And Fernando's coming back to him, going, No danger. So the, yeah. uh, this is about half past one in the yeah. morning. So when well, there's he, been a few drinks had as well. <laughs> but he was, he was brilliant. Just to give people an insight, Jim. See, when you, you're dropping your kids, I had two young kids at the time, Stephen, and, and, and you're dropping them off at nursery and you're getting the kindergarten. You think, right, okay, I'll go in and get the, the breakfast. About half past eight, quarter to nine. And he would walk in 
And he would scud you with his newspaper He would mm-hmm. grab your newspaper mm-hmm. And you're sitting there just trying to relax Before you're going to training <laughs> Next minute you're getting scalped with a bit of toast mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and it was just non-stop and, mm-hmm. I, and I mean this guy was consistent Every other day You know you're just going Come on geezer breaking me But He took that energy mm-hmm. Then he went and ran And it was just As if he was constantly mm-hmm. like Kind of So much Just trying to get release all the time right. And um, he's every day a full bag of jelly babies before they come in. Absolutely, you know, the thing is, we you know, we sometimes when the quality isn't Mm -hmm. quite there in Scottish football, we love the madness and we love Mm -hmm. the mayhem. And see, to that extent, Fernando Rickson was made for Scottish football for a Dutchman because. Just what I mean, to, to go back to Bear I don't think he was Ray Carter, was he? He was substituted. I don't think, so. I think he got hooked. Yeah, he described that as the biggest humiliation of his he career did, yep. in his book, his autobiography. And most players would never recover from that. Being mm. substituted in a, 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 a Glasgow derby after 24 minutes, 23 minutes it was. And he came back and he showed amazing adversity. Yeah. And he, you know, he, he provided as many front pages as he did back pages. And he was just made for Scottish football because that's what we loved about him. We loved his imperfections. Rangers fans, any more memories of Fernando Rickson? Like I say, maybe a, a memorable goal, uh, maybe a memorable moment within a match. Maybe you've been fortunate enough uh, to meet the man. We'd love to hear your stories. 01419511025 and we'll hear from you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Stephen McGowan, Jim Duffy, and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Plenty of your calls coming in, so let's hear from you, your memories, your tributes to Fernando Rickson. Uh, I've not read many from Twitter so far. Let me give you a flavour. Of what's coming in Johnny Griffin says Beautiful words and stories uh, From Alex tearing up While in the kitchen Doing the dishes He was one of my Rangers heroes Growing up Knew exactly what it meant To play for a club like Rangers Looking forward to paying tribute On Thursday At a packed Ibrox uh, John Strzelecki's got a A signed picture From the, the, the benefit match Remember at Ibrox do, A yeah, couple of years ago yeah. um, He's got that up Pride of place uh, And Sean says I'm a Rangers fan But I'll admit I got goosebumps there Listening to Neil Lennon Paying tribute to Fernando Rickson Football rivalry put aside And credit to Neil Lennon Let's get some more memories uh, From James Who's also a Rangers fan From Drumchapel What stands out for, for you James How will you remember Fernando Rickson? Just being an absolute leader um, And everything that, that I look for um, In a Rangers player I just thought the guy was just Especially uh, when he moved into the centre midfield for us, he, just, he, he absolutely dragged us through that season um, Sad, sad day honestly Just I've got that memory, obviously that many memories, obviously, you know, for the fireworks, the bouncing on trampolines and stuff like that. Um, guy was just, for me, just everything that you want in a Rangers player. He cared so much about the club and he, he left everything out in the park for us. And it was just, obviously, my, myself and my daughter were just over at Ibrox there. And the amount of tributes that are over there just now is just, it's absolutely phenomenal. And it was just, it was nice to go over and just give you a bit of respect to the man. Um, but for me, he's everything I think that Rangers have been missing. Um, and, and the team now, um, he was just honestly, guys, a legend. It wasn't. I mean, and I think that word gets used too much you now. But for Fernando, he he loved playing for Rangers, and he just loved being a Ranger. And it's just honest, just a very, very sad day. And what was it like watching that that journey, James? Because we spoke about the the early adversity, um, perhaps doubts over whether he would cut it, and and then you've spoken about him becoming a fan's favourite and a legend and the captain and all the rest of it. What was it like watching that progression? It was. Uh, when he get obviously uh, when he gets subbed at half time and um, he's old firm game, I thought, oh no, what have we signed here? <laughs> um, but it shows, I think it shows you uh, the character of the man and how he bounced back for that and how he did it. 
Um, I just don't. Obviously, after that, he's just he just went on to great things at Rangers, and it's just. I just obviously, um, I've watched him there, obviously, in his progression. To see his first game right up until he obviously dragged us through that year, uh, we are like not at the team. Um, just, it was phenomenal, guys. And like I say, I always remember when I was that day when Fernando lifted that, it was in the last year, but one minute I was greeting because I thought we'd lost the league, <laughs> and then within two minutes I was, I honestly, I must have been swinging for the light bulbs. Um, but phenomenal, phenomenal player, phenomenal man as well, and just absolutely, you know. Give so much respect for the man. Well said, James. Uh, Alex, how how did he take that fighting spirit yeah. from the pitch into his, his battle with his illness? I think um, I think James hits the nail uh, very well there in terms of character. Gordon, I was um, I was just telling you during the break whilst working in Belgium with Alec McLeish, we were going to a, a summer. It was a winter break, but it was over in Turkey. Mm. We got some 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 sunshine, and as I was walking through Dusseldorf Airport, I was just going through. Um, uh, passport control I just thought I'd seen someone familiar But it was the way he was moving He wasn't moving particularly well And it was Fernando And and I, I, in the middle of nowhere effectively And he was flying to Russia So we had Buffo, Alec McLeish And we, and we were kind of reminiscing But word got round the airport Believe it or not That Fernando was in the building And uh, out of nowhere Rud van Nistelrooy Balls in And you're thinking Oh go on big rude right <laughs> So he's going Fernando I haven't seen you for years right And, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. Oh I So he says The last time I see you You kicked my hotel door in right <laughs> he, he got the wrong room Whilst representing uh, Holland <laughs> And he's trying to bust into uh, Van Nistelrooy's room But I think that's how the international career ended Wasn't it? <laughs> kicking, <laughs> kicking the doors I think yeah. I think so Well he's <laughs> probably upset That'll probably, probably do it scored. So so Rude van Nistelrooy's sleep was disturbed Yeah but the, 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 when uh, Rude van Nistelrooy There was another few uh, Dutch guys uh, At PSV as well Who would come over And, and were sharing a moment with him uh, But they were all Talking fondly You know we were talking mm-hmm. about moments we, they, they, You get James there talking about the trampoline And fireworks And Rud van Nistelrooy's talking about the, the, the hotel door getting kicked in And then me and Buffo and, and, and Big Alec were kind of It's great to see But right. character He was going to Russia To get medication that was giving them A quality of life He yeah, yeah, was having to pay more time Absolutely He was having to pay a fortune for it as mm-hmm. well now you, And if you take that and step back and go In his condition Because he wasn't moving particularly well at that time you know, his, mm. his body was kind of And he was on his own Alec He was on his own mm. and, 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 wow. I get, and this is what I'm saying So he was mm. going to Russia Which is not the easiest place At the best mm. of times Travelling mm. He had to get there He had to get the, you know, the, the medication And then he had to come back Because I think he was kind of based Around about Spain mm. uh, area uh, as well So when you take all that into consideration Talk about character To fight this And, and I think Stephen Touched on it earlier on In terms of the publicity on the back of Fernando set, setting up his foundation and the awareness, you know, and, and, and it may well kind of trigger people to try and get a, a cure for this or, or some sort of thing to try and escalate it. To, to, well, to that's the thing, you, you know, you, there are people, and you could quite understand it, who wouldn't want to go through the suffering or who would take refuge behind closed doors. Yeah. They wouldn't want to put themselves out there and you can understand that because you, you've been a, 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 an athlete at the top of your game, you're a proud man. You've got, you know, you've got your, you've got your own feelings in the matter, but Fernando Rickson always put himself out, and you said it yourself. It's really difficult for people to look at, mm. you know, and, and it was because if you, if you really care for somebody, it's hard. It's like seeing your your elderly parents fading away. It's really difficult to watch, yeah. and it was difficult to watch him, but it had to be done, just for the reasons you outlined mm. here, because he was fighting a cause. And he did it for six years. Thank you very much to James Indram Chapel. Another nice tribute. Let's speak to John in the East End. Hi, John. Hi guys, how are you doing? Hi, John. Um, 
Um, hi, Alec, Jim, Stephen, and Gordon. Um, I'm a Celtic fan. I've been a Celtic fan all my life. Um, I've had to put up with some division in my life. Um, I actually went to school with Alex, albeit I was a year younger. <laughs> um, and my partners, Rangers fans, and stuff like that. But you always get certain people in your life, certain football players. For me, Tommy Burns was my idol. I was devastated when he passed away. But Fernando Rickson had kind of that for me, even though he was a Rangers legend. And I was sitting in work today, this morning, and it came up on my screen that he had passed away. And I actually found myself, felt that I needed to do something about it. So I got in the car, I drove to Brayhead, I went into the Celtic shop, I bought a scarf, I went to Ibrox and I tied it to the gates. And I found Rangers fans coming up to me and shaking my hand and stuff, but again, it shouldn't take that to bring fans together. And unfortunately it does. Um, but I just thought I wanted to do my bit because he was what he was, whether it was Rangers or Celtic or whoever. That was just that. Yeah, John, I think I've well said and I appreciate you coming on and sharing that. Alex, that, that kind of sums up the way a lot Absolutely, of people are yeah. feeling. I, I, I know you won't you won't mind me uh, sharing. I don't think I'm, I'm speaking out of turn when I when I called you this morning. You were you were distraught, mm. and that's that's the impact that, that these types of of uh, days can have on you. Well, without doubt, uh, I've struggled today. Um, um, there's been several times throughout the day that I've just burst out in tears. That, um, I, I've no rhyme or reason, Gordon, because I've played with so many players, and uh, there's times I've had to pull the car over because you just get a moment and and. Uh, as I said, I spoke to Andrew McLean earlier on as well after a few minutes at, at breaking and I was in bits. I was trying to explain to my missus I, I can't for the, for the life of me and I think assuming you identify footballers you all identify mm. with but see for with Fernando as I said he, he, was, he was wild and, and, and he he's liked your drink. friend as well no, that's I know, the, that's and, the and, and the thing is and then these, all these thoughts go through your mind Jim uh, the playing side of things the mad side the off mm. the field scenarios uh, the the fights when I've, I've I've shared a moment and and I think um, when what Stephen said there I know about um, how you deal with people who are going through a particular illness Jim because I, I, for my own experience here I, I I stepped back for Fernando I found it really difficult I spoke mm-hmm. to other players I thought, I can't see him in this way mm-hmm. and and it was only be taking if it wasn't for Conal Cochran I might not have seen him again yeah. and and he said to me he says listen we'd love to see you and, and I was sharing the, the mm. moment with you guys in terms of when we were in there I was talking the way I would talk to him as if he was in the dressing room even mm. though he was in this state mm. and Conal said to me he says that was so refreshing because people tiptoed around about mm. these illnesses and I was effing and blinding mm. and remembering moments where we, we, we'd shared the, mm. uh, uh, um, the plane day so it has been a difficult day And I think Even when you listen to John Speaking there Who's a, a rival fan mm-hmm. It does bring everyone together Just due to the fact You know And, and I agree with you Jim You're talking about it's like a Like a Gaza Or a mm-hmm. Frank McAvenny yeah, yeah. He was very much in that bracket yeah. A lovable rogue Even though you did, yeah. did, did Match day bro I hated But a player him. A player that the, 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 His teammates loved In about them As you say Sometimes you might think Oh just gives a wee break Because he's constantly On oh, his aye. non-stop But These are players That Really don't exist now, Gordon. I mean, I like to tell you, they don't exist in the yeah. dressing room. They're maybe not allowed to because of social media and that thing. But 
if they're not completely gone, there are very, very few big characters mm. left in dressing rooms. You know, that can do it on the pitch and also be as likable, if you want to call it, off the pitch and be one of the guys. And just when Alec was talking about, I met you know McCann and Ed said um, a little while ago that when he uh, met Fernando a couple of years ago, he actually was annoyed with himself because he was speaking to him kind of slowly and tried to aye. And then Neil Neil was saying. I should have been speaking to him normally because his brain was sharp as a type. But he was he was getting annoyed because right. he was speaking yeah. to Fernando similar the way Fernando speaking to him, and he was wrong and he, he was kicking himself. But again, he just knew that that feeling and emotion was with Neil, and uh, mm. as as was Alec. Uh, John, thank you very much for the call. I think uh, we all felt that we all felt what you uh, what you went through the, this morning. Uh, thanks for sharing your your memories. Um, and your experiences, Alex. Just before we let you go, you've you've, you've come in off your your own back to to share your stories sure. tonight. Um, just just finally, how how will you remember them? Okay, listen, I'm actually pleased that I get the opportunity to come in, Gordon, because I've been struggling all day, and I think the fact I've actually shared a few uh, enjoyable tales, some of the the tough times as well. Um, he's just a very good teammate, a leader. Um, and it'll be sadly missed Thank you very much uh, Alex Ray Stephen McGowan and Jim Duffy You're not going anywhere You're stuck here till yeah. 8 o'clock We're still going to play Beat the Pundit as always So if you want to play tonight Now is your chance to phone 0141 951 1025 Your chance to win a sign ball On Beat the Pundit Get your calls in You only have until the news At 7 so be quick Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Stephen McGowan and Jim Duffy Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We have been paying tribute To Fernando Rickson A very sad day For Scottish football As he sadly lost his battle uh, With motor neuron disease Alex Ray had joined us earlier on To uh, share some of his memories uh, he's now gone And you're stuck with Jim and Stephen But you're in good company We've got two massive games uh, To look forward to as well in Europe uh, We're going to be crossing over live uh, To speak to a reporter Alison Conroy uh, Who is in France Looking ahead to, to Rennes against Celtic Rangers against Feyenoord tomorrow as well So if you've got any thoughts on the football Get them in right now 01419511025 uh, It'll be a huge, huge couple of days Stephen You know I think Rennes Are a Potentially Group winners there Because I think They've had a Really decent start To the season in France I think it's Because they're not A glamorous name People might take them For granted a little bit Reached the last 16 Last season Lost half a team That won the French Cup But have won Their first three league games They beat PSG Going to be a really tough proposition. Okay, well, if you've got any thoughts on the football tomorrow, your predictions, your team lineup suggestions, anything else, get them in. We'll hear from Neil Lennon, Stephen Gerrard as this hour progresses. Let's do this first, though. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, it's Beat the Pundit time. It's your chance to win a signed ball, or specifically, it's Mark's chance to win a signed ball. He's calling from Linwood tonight. How are you, Mark? I'm alright, how are you? Yes, not too bad at all I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads, you're up against Stephen McGowan And if it's tails, you are up against Jim Duffy So let's see how we get on My trusty five pence And it's tails It's Jim Duffy against Mark Stephen McGowan breathes a sigh of Every relief Every time I do this, I'm humiliated I've never been happier with a coin toss in my life Thank you uh, You're off the hook tonight, it's Jim Duffy So I'm going to give Jim some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, that way he can't hear you Mark So he, he, can't be caught, he can't be accused of cheating You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Jim You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Which Dutch striker did Rangers sign from Utrecht in 1999? 
I passed. Where did Gary Caldwell start his playing career? Celtic. How many points are Celtic on in the league? 15. Which Northern Irish team are Rangers Colts facing in the Challenge Cup tonight? The famous five stand can be found at which Scottish stadium? Uh, Colin McMenamin's been sacked after 10 months in charge of which Scottish League 2 side? Just guess. That's fine, that'll do us. You can always guess the last one, can't you? Uh, Jim Duffy, you're here. Yes, you got us? Yep. Great, same set of questions to you. Your time starts now. Which Dutch striker did Rangers sign from Utrecht in 1999? Mm. Michael Moles. Where did Gary Caldwell start his playing career? Hibs. How many points are Celtic on in the league? Uh, 15. Which Northern Irish team are Rangers Colts facing in the Challenge Cup tonight? Oh. Ballymena. Uh, the famous five stand can be found at which Scottish Hibs. stadium? Uh, Colin McMenamin has been sacked after 10 months in charge of which League 2 here. side? Uh, Stefan Johansson went where after leaving Celtic? Uh, Film. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Mark, what do you think of the competition? Absolute dude. You think, you think, Absolute dude, mate. <laughs> you th- you've had a doing. Ah, yeah, have I? <laughs> I think Jim's 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's go through them and find out I, I'm going to be an absolute pain in the backside <laughs> with some of them And just make sure he's not Okay, first one Which Dutch striker did Rangers sign from Utrecht in 1999? It is Michael Moles You got it well done, 1-0 to Jim Where did Gary Caldwell start his playing career? You said Hibs Yeah, uh, yeah I suppose you are right I mean, he was at Newcastle But I don't think he played a game mm. So I feel like I have to give you 2-0 um, How many points are Celtic on in the League 15? You did know that, Mark So it wasn't it wasn't a complete disaster You can, If you walk away with a zero That's, that's, that is, that's disastrous territory <laughs> But you've got one on the board uh, Jim's got three at the moment You also knew that Ballymena United Is who Rangers Colts are taking on Unfortunately for you, so did Jim uh, the famous five stand can be found at which stadium? I mean, if you uh, if you hadn't got this one, we'd have been having serious questions, Jim Duffy. It was uh, Easter Road, Hibs. Colin McMenamin sacked after 10 months in charge of Stenhouse Muir. Stephen Johansson went to Fulham after leaving Celtic. So I think I make that... Yeah, I think, I think Jim Duffy got them all. Told you is, that, is this a first? Ah, it's a first, aye. Do you know what Mark Roger Hanna look out Mark I thought you did alright You got a couple on the board I think it was two Was it I'm in the end I'm waiting to get beat <laughs> Exactly I'm waiting to get beat anyway Well done Mark Hardlines uh, Unlucky Mark Anybody's guys too I, I could have won that No no Because that's what they all say When the pressure's not on, ah, come on I'm not buying that That's it Come on There'll be all day that I mean, Quiz shows and all that You know what Oh I knew that after it <laughs> The heat, the heat the battle there You've got to be yeah, able to handle it's it. the pressure It's the well, 100% record for Jim Duffy You can you can uh, sleep happy tonight uh, Okay 01419511025 Let's hear from you If you've got more memories And tributes to Fernando Rixon Keep them coming in If you would like to turn your attentions To tomorrow's football Let's do that Because we've got two huge Huge Europa League games Celtic uh, Are away in France Rangers at home to Feyenoord uh, So let's uh, Let's go on our travels Shall we And find out what's been happening the old firm in Europe on Clyde One with Ladbrooks.com backing Scottish football all season long. Yes, Celtic are in Wren. Alison Conroy has made the trip. How are you tonight, Alison? I'm very well, thank you, Gordon. A long day, but I'm not going to complain too much. No, it, don't you dare complain. You are you are in the you're in France. You're in the crepe capital of the world by all accounts. I am, I, in, the what capital, son? Crepe, okay. crepe, yeah, definitely crepe. crepe. Capital. I might have won from a dinner in the rain. Uh, so, <laughs> w- what's been happening over there today? Celtic have obviously flown over. Neil Lennon has conducted his his press conference as well. 
Yeah, they flew over this afternoon after training at Celtic Park earlier. Lee Griffiths is one player who hasn't travelled. He's picked up a thigh strain, so misses this match. Neil Lennon says that he should be OK for the weekend. Michael Johnson, we knew, was already out. Neil Lennon has confirmed that Chris Julian is fine to play tomorrow night after that head clash at the weekend. He wasn't knocked out, so um, there's no risk there to him. Um, Celtic obviously have started the domestic season in absolutely fabulous form and Neil Lennon is hoping that they can take that into their European campaign. We know that um, Ren have made a superb start in their own domestic season um, and we know how difficult the tie will be but we're you know, in good form, we're looking forward to it. It's obviously very exciting for not only the new players but the, the senior players. Just having a look at the pitch, it looks in perfect condition so you know all the ingredients are there for a very good footballing game you know keeping clean sheets in the last few games and we won away from home we had an outstanding performance in our last European game in Sweden so we are yeah, bubbling away nicely but this is a a real stiff examination men are very slick side away trips in Europe are always exciting for the fans Alison what, what can the Celtic fans who are travelling over expect? Well, remember Celtic came here in 2011 and they drew 1-1. We all remember that Chadri um, goal. So Neil Lennon's hoping that they can go one better tomorrow night. The Celtic fans are already arriving here in Wren. There was a few of them on our flight this morning. It's a lovely stadium, a lovely area. The pitch looks absolutely perfect. The Wren manager, Julian Stefan, he did his press conference this afternoon. He thinks that they're going to face a very tricky Celtic side. He thinks that Celtic will be able to qualify from this group. And Neil Lennon, of course, hopes that he's correct with that. We're very excited about being in the competition. We're very excited about the, the quality of teams that we're going to play in the group. There's a lot of glamour in the, in the group for us. I think we've you know, earned the right to be in the group by playing some you know, really good football so far. But you know, nothing's guaranteed. We're, you know, we're very well motivated for the game. But we, like I said earlier, we know how difficult a test this is going to be. Um, we're always looking to improve our away record in Europe. This is the next test for us, and you know, one that you know we're wary of, but one that we're looking forward as well to. Ah, the opposition manager telling the telling you that you your favourites to to go through <laughs> in the group. Is that about the old mind games, Jim Duffy? Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, I think that uh, you know you, you try and deflect as much as you can away from your own team, particularly if you're at home, because you know you don't want your your, your fans. Scottish football doesn't have a great reputation, even a club like Celtic. You know, the the the, the part of that kind of Scottish um, stereotype that people seem to think uh, play kick and rush football all the time. So if if Rennes were to get beaten by Celtic, you know the the the, the French fans would be thinking, oh, you know that this, this shouldn't happen. So try and deflect it a little bit. But um, you know Celtic are going there in terrific mm. form, um, and uh, you know that the last two games have been clean sheets, which I think is very important because they were losing a couple of silly goals. But two nothing Ibrox, one nothing against Hamilton. I think that's going to give them confidence. Alison, any indication? About perhaps the way Neil Lennon may set up The guys were speculating on last night's show Do, do you sacrifice a, a, an El Unissi And put in an Olivier Champ? Was Neil Lennon asked about the, you know, the, the, the approach or, or the possibility that he would be delighted to come back with a draw? Yeah, of course Neil Lennon was asked about his team But as you would expect he wasn't giving too much away He did say, yes of course he is tempted To put an Olivier Champ in there Because he 
he thinks he's a very good player, but he does have Callum McGregor, he does have Ilya Nusu as well, who of course made his debut on Saturday. In one sense, yes, he would be delighted to come away here with a draw, but he is going all out and believes that they can kickstart this European campaign with a win tomorrow night. OK, safe day tomorrow, enjoy the game and Alison will bring us all the post-match reaction uh, on tomorrow, well on, on Friday night show really by the time the game finishes uh, Stephen, were you in Wren that, that famous yeah. night with well, the Jadu Rion goal? I was amazed, it was, it was Keystone Cop stuff Remember, Fraser Foster came out to meet uh-huh. him didn't he, and yeah. then he just kind of knocked it past him I think Joe Ledley scored Celtic's goal um, It's night and day since then, completely different teams I think this is Celtic's hardest game of the season um, away from home A really good team With a good pedigree um, As I said earlier They've beaten PSG In the first few league games Since then they've lost At home to Nice I think they drew With uh, Brest at the weekend But I think they're A real top quality team And I think this will be The biggest sternest test Of Celtic's defence Although As Jim pointed out They'll not be losing As many goals In contrast to close at home Bolingoli looks more Comfortable now And Christopher Julian Looks as if a player Who might just justify His 7 million price tag uh, Gary's a Celtic fan in Shettleston from the fans perspective Gary with a day to go are you at that sort of heightened sense of optimism where you think you can batter Ren or are you fearing the worst uh, I'm not really sure I'm a wee bit fearing the worst aye they're, they're a good team what is that noise Gary you're deafening us here <laughs> PlayStation <laughs> PlayStation <laughs> I hope we're not interrupting you what are you playing uh, going through a stall there we go so Gary 46 I'm playing Grand Theft Auto Gary pause Grand Theft Auto For two minutes Talk to us about the game tomorrow Aye Well I hope Sella just keep it tight And I hope uh, They play the champ that Just to keep it tight Yeah I know it's a bit of a A bit of a kind of cliche Gary But I'll use it anyway Away from home in Europe Against a decent side Would you take a draw? Oh aye 100% What is it? Anyway, take a draw aye Definitely. What, what might that look like in terms of team selection? That's the one suggestion we keep hearing is maybe put an Olivier and Cham in, you know, get get an extra midfielder in there. You got any thoughts on that type of thing? I would need an extra uh, an extra midfielder. We need to play probably five five in midfield for it back. Jim Duffy, let me ask you that in in terms of how Celtic approach this, would you expect anything drastically different? Well, not drastically different, but I do I think they'll put an extra midfield player in. I think that the Cluj game, the two games against Cluj, home and away, um, I think would suggest that they can't be as open and, um, you know, they would need that extra midfield player. So I think that will happen, whether it goes slightly different shape in a kind of 4-1-4-1, four, one, four, one, and because he still likes a width, um, or whether it goes with just an extra midfield player, you know, just, just to give them that little bit of security. Um, but I do believe he likes it It'll be Cham, Brown and McGregor I think they'll all, all, all find a, a place in there I know he likes sometimes Cham just playing ahead yeah. Just supporting Edward But, you know, and that can happen Because obviously then, fine Edward, uh, sorry, Cham just drops back in But I, I definitely think there'll be an extra play in, in, Chris, Chris could yourself. go left, couldn't he? Chris could go yeah. left and then And Cham could play the number 10 yeah, left, left or right I mean, Chris has played in the right And he's came in And that leaves space or, or, and, and Forrest played in the left And vice versa But I, I think that'll happen But what I think's interesting Is that before AIK Stockholm We said to Neil Lennon Will you be a pragmatist? Will you be different From Brendan Rodgers? Mm-hmm. And he said Well the thing is I don't really have the players To go and play for a draw mm-hmm. Just don't have the mentality Don't maybe mm-hmm. have the personnel And Celtic just went And played like themselves And they won 4-1 
So I just wonder whether, yeah, maybe a tweak, as Jim says, I think Cham will come in, but I don't know if they're going to be the kind of team who are just going to go out and try and play for a 0-0 or a 1-1. I just don't think they've got no, it I, don't, I don't and think they're all team, but they can play counter-attack. And yeah. I, think, I think that's something that, that Celtic can do very well. They can play counter-attack yeah. with players. So a little bit more conservative. Uh, Gary, you're thinking about the game tomorrow. You're also playing Grand Theft Auto. You're a great multitasker <laughs> because you want to pay tribute to Fernando Rickson as well. Honestly, well, it does come to David Gerdner on eight as well. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? David Gerdner are going to use as You're well. Some man. I'm a multitasker. So, I'm a, oh, I'm a, uh, especially I like, uh, I'm sorry, David, mate. So, I see you. Yeah, uh, I mean. So I- what, what? There you go. No, I was just going to say, Gary, Alex is is, is gone now, but he was obviously sharing the stories which which you're reacting to. As a rival fan, one of those players oh. that you just get show your respect to in days like this. He's a, he's a brilliant player. He's been easily at Ibrox so Park. He, he just didn't want to have in the, the game. He was just one of the characters that would just... just kind of hold a game like a Neil Lennon player, Scott Brown player. So he was, he was, he was just a fantastic player So he was Yeah I think everyone Recognises those types of leaders Don't they In in the, the, the fixture And uh, we're getting lots Through in Twitter Really some, some great memories Robert Chalmers is on uh, He says I had the pleasure of looking after Fernando In the airport From the start of his illness To his end So Robert's attached a picture Looks like he would help him Get, get on and off the plane mm-hmm. He says Thanks for the one to one memories I'll miss you I'll miss singing the Rangers songs With you in the truck uh, Rest mm-hmm. easy captain So there we go Robert's got his own uh, nice personal memories uh, that he's been able to share tonight on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Thank you to Gary and Shettleson on the phone. We've got a full time teaser coming up, and we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard on the Rangers game tomorrow, playing against Feyenoord. So, in a football sense, Rangers fans, what are you expecting? Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Stephen McGowan and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have been sharing some great stories, some great memories of Fernando Rickson on the saddest of days. We're also looking ahead to tomorrow, though, because we've got some massive football ahead. Rangers have got a job to do on the field against Feyenoord and Celtic, as we just heard from Alison Conroy out there in Rennes are uh, hoping to kick off their Europa League campaign uh, in a positive fashion in France. We do have a full-time teaser. Uh, It's topical tonight. And uh, the question is this, in tribute to Fernando Rickson, can you name the starting eleven for his Rangers debut? It was against Kaunas in July 2000. (laughs) Okay. Can we get Alec Ray I'll shoot back now uh, He's hopeless at these teasers uh-huh. Don't you worry So in tribute to Fernando Rickson Can you name the starting 11 For his Rangers debut Which is difficult So put a time stamp on it July 2000 Just after he was signed Stefan Klossig we? Yes Fernando Rickson Yes <laughs> So we've got two Kornsman No Stephen Hughes Stephen Hughes No to both um, Rod Wallace Yes So here we go You two were I don't think I didn't hear you Huffing and puffing When I read out the question As if it was going to be difficult And you've already got three of the 11 Peter Lovenkrantz No Okay we'll leave it there uh, We'll see how you get on If you want to play along with us On Twitter at Clyde SSB Take a trip down memory lane Let's see how you get on We're looking for The starting 11 From Fernando Rickson's debut It was a qualifier Against Kaunas In July 2000 The guys have got Kloss, Rickson And Rod Wallace so far We've got Tom on the line 
who is a Rangers fan Rangers fans how are you feeling in a footballing sense it's bound to be an emotional occasion against Feyenoord what about the football can you kick off the Europa League campaign with three points who do you think should start who shouldn't start let's hear from you 01419511025 you know when the group was made obviously it had a Champions League feel to it because of the um, the level of opponents we're going to be facing and but you've always got to look to your home games you know if we've got any ambitions or dreams to try and get out of this group and that's got to be the target because um, we're not here to make the numbers up so we want to do everything we can to try and get out of the group if we're to do that we, we have to try and take maximum points at home that'll be tough because Feyenoord are a good team I know Yapstam uh, quite well from his Redden days I know how he tries to be very organised and play an attacking brand of football so we'll have to be at it tomorrow night if we've got any ambition to take maximum points yeah I think we gave it a, a fantastic effort last year unfortunately we, we fell short in, in, in the last game there was times towards the end of the group where we had to pick teams that were maybe under strength maybe the squad wasn't strong enough to cope both domestically and in Europe to get out of the group I've got more confidence and belief in, in, in this group of players because I feel we've added quality to it we've got a bit more strength in depth having said that I do feel this group's probably uh, a bit more difficult than, than last year so the challenge is tougher but it's certainly one we want to take on we don't fear anyone in the group we're the underdogs and um, we'll go out and give it our best shot but I believe we've got a squad capable of competing and, and, and giving it a good shot to get out Tom is a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld. How are you feeling ahead of that game tomorrow, Tom? First, first of all, good evening, good evening, Jim. Good evening, Stephen. Good evening, Gordon. Hello, Hi, Tom. First of all, my condolences go out to Fernando Rixon's wife and his daughter and all his, all his family. It's a, a very sad day for Rangers Football Club. Uh, yeah, well said, Tom. He was a very strong, a very strong player. The to begin with, after when I've seen them play against Celtic, I said he's not going to do. <laughs> and obviously he knuckled down, and he knuckled the past few years he's knuckled down with his illness. He's been a fighter, and he was a fighter in the park. But I'd like to see the post. I don't know if Rangers can maybe their first league game against maybe St Johnson at the weekend. They can make it maybe do get his number and see if he can get his number and. All the player shorts. I don't know if that's possible to a wee landmark for him, but that's just my that's my thoughts about Fernando. Actually, he'll never never be forgotten. Yeah, Stephen, I'm sure there will be a, a gesture of some kind. I can't actually remember if the club have confirmed anything as I'm yet. Sure. But, but ge- sure generally, um, yeah. clubs are clubs tend to get these things right. I don't think there will be any lack of appropriate fitting tribute to, to Fernando Ricks and quite the opposite uh, Tom what about the game tomorrow then so you know an emotional occasion because of, of what's happened today but ultimately for Stephen Gerrard and his team a, a job to be done how do you see it going? I hope, I hope they can get off to a winning start because they, I think they really need to win their their home game to have any chance of progression it's going to be a hard hard group because it's they're all got Champions League uh, ped- pedigree, but the it's what kind of formation they start with. Who who did the who did Jim and Stephen and yourself, Gordon, think they'll bring in their mind this Ryan Kent, and do they think they'll change the defence? Do you think they'll bring in the Hillander? Uh, do, do you think there'll be many changes? Well, I think they'll play Tom. I think they'll play four three three. Uh I think Ojo might come into the starting line. I know he, he did play but with Kent. Obviously been injured. then Barker came in and done well, scored a scored a, a good goal. Uh so again he's put himself 
Um, you know, in there, I, I, I just think Rangers will play four three three. You know, whether they play um, with Arfield, I think Morelos will definitely start. I think we've had this um, discussion before. Obviously, Defoe's been in terrific form as well. But I think Morelos again scoring at the weekend. I think um, you know you just just can't leave him out at the moment. So I think they'll still play four three three. Um, again, you know when Flanagan's fit in these type of matches, he generally goes in in front of Barisic. Um, Katic and Golson look as if they're the partnership now. The rest of the guys have got to fight for it with Tavernier um, as a right back. Uh, and Stephen Davis, I think, uh, will be in there. Obviously, Ryan Jack's injured, so he's he's not going to be there. So um, for me, it'll be maybe um, Aribo and Ojo in the middle of the pitch with, uh, uh, as I said, a, a 4 3 3 formation. So, but they've got, listen, they've got an embarrassment in uh, Richie's uh, Rangers, although they've got Kent missing and Jones missing, they've still got. Um, enough uh, in there um, and enough quality to, to go and win the match even against a good Dutch side uh, Stephen there is a, a school of thought out there which suggests that Rangers perhaps won't mind if, if Feyenoord come out and, and try and, and attack them because in many ways if if there is something that Rangers struggle with it's breaking teams down yeah. who's, who sit back so actually the European qualifiers and some of the European performances last season uh, tell you that, that they don't mind that if, if Feyenoord are going to yeah. come and attack they're a good, good, good in the counter-attack Rangers. I mean, there's a, there's also a score for Feyenoord. They're not quite the team the force they were. You know, 2002. You think back to mm. Van Hooydonk, Bosveld. Think back to the players they had then. They, they went on to win the competition. Rangers drew one one with them 2002. I was up seeing Barry Ferguson last night uh, up in Kelty, um, and neither side is quite at the level they were at then. But I still think Feyenoord they're going to be a substantial threat. You know, I mean, they've won the last four games. Bit of a shaky start to the season. But they went to Hapoel be a shaver in Israel. We remember mm. the problems yeah. Celtic had there. Yeah, they won 3 0 away from home. They beat them 3 0 at home. Mm-hmm. 6 0 aggregate against Israeli opponents. That's no mean feat. So this mm-hmm. is. There's no real superstars in their team, are there? Yeah. There's nobody who really jumps out. But I think it's going to be a real tough game for Rangers. And, you know, I. I don't think Feyenoord will go there and sit in and try and defend, which, as you say, might help Rangers. Uh, Tom, what what would you be? Who who are you pinning your hopes on? I mean, Alfredo Morelos is constantly under scrutiny in this part of the world. Um, people always desperate to point out that he doesn't score against Celtic, but he has scored a lot of goals in Europe for Rangers. So I, I guess he would be the man carrying the hopes tomorrow. Definitely, but I think uh, Arfield is going to be very important. I th- I'm very impressed with Arfield. The I think he's performing really well But just before I go uh, Can I just say, ask Jim uh, I think uh, What does he think of Ojo? Because I think he's uh, Maybe going to take a wee bit of time to settle on He's no um, Particularly impressive He's had a couple of good games But I think it might take a wee bit more time to settle on Yeah I, I agree with you Tom No I agree with you I think uh, like when, a, when a, a young player comes into Rangers You know he's got to establish himself He's got to fight for his place He came in at first and I think he He was probably a little bit more relaxed um, But you know then You know he finds competition for places And he finds the demands You know uh, A different proposition And I think you can see he's got ability But he has to grab the game with the scruff of the neck a little bit more Take a little bit more control and responsibility, and that takes experience. Because I think there's no no doubt he's 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 got he's got the quality, but he needs a few more games under his belt. If he does get the nod tomorrow night, these are the type of games at Ibrox against a technical side. So he's not going to get, you know, be people kicking him off the pitch. You know, he's going to get um, the, the the opportunity to show his quality. So yeah, he does need time. He's a young player, 
But I think, um, you know, potentially, I think he could mm. be a very important player over the course of the season. Tom, you asked the question at the start about uh, Philippe Lander perhaps coming in. Is that because you you think that's a good idea? Is that is that what's behind your question? I think, they, yeah, that's, that's part of my question because I think they need to keep it really tight at the back. Uh, and sometimes Golson can be a bit uh, mm. lackadaisical at times. He can be caught in the ball when he's not concentrating. Uh, and the but th- thanks for, for all your input guys No uh, thanks very much for the call Tom Thank you very Cheers, much Tom. But You're not alone Tom Because uh, we've got a tweet Wolfman's got nards He's on Twitter uh, He says Katic and Hilander at the back For me Goldson's a liability This kind of reminds me of this exact time la- Last mm. year Stephen I mean literally It was the first yeah. First Europa League game That's when Stephen Gerrard started Toying with the partnership The Katic yeah. and Goldson And it was when Joe Worrell came in And a lot of Rangers fans Didn't like the, the chopping and changing But I agree I agreed with him Gordon I remember thinking And saying it last season That There was a different Central defence Every game almost It felt that way And the, the interesting thing With Hollander though Before you bring him in Is There's a There's a three point Is it three and a half million pounds mm-hmm. Price tag in his head So there's an expectation He will play And if he doesn't play People will ask questions About the recruitment they ask questions about the strategy and the scouting. So there's a pressure on them to play, but you go back to that thing again, chopping and changing the central defenders. I mean, Stephen Gerrard said today, he said, you know, we're a year older than we were this time last year. Remember at the beginning last year, they were a bit nervous, I think, in the first group game for an hour, and then they kind of cut loose. Was it Villarreal? Uh, Valencia, was it? Villarreal. Yeah, Villarreal. And, um, you know, they were a bit tentative. He said, we're a year further on, we've got more experience now, we've got players who play at a higher quality, we've got more depth. But the proof will be in the pudding tomorrow night Are we now in a stage Jim A lot of people phone this show Or, or tweet this show And tell us that they now think Goldson is the The weaker of, of those two When it was perceived to be Katic last season <sighs> To be honest with you I, don't, I really don't know I don't think he makes enough I'm okay that he had a bad ball away Against Celtic And sometimes though, Any kind of mistake Against your, your biggest rivals Kind of You know Everything gets a little bit exaggerated But You know I slightly disagree with Stephen Because I, I just think When you're at a big club it's all about competition And if you give the guys the jersey It doesn't matter if you've got a £3 million Or a £5 million player They have to fight hard to get in the team And that uh, ultimately Will be Steven Gerrard's um, Decision who gets in But it's also The, the kind of gauntlet he throws down to, to Katic And Golden He'll say listen You've got the jersey Play well You can keep the jersey It doesn't matter competition And I don't think anyone will look at the, the system And what, what we brought in But if you don't there's a player there Yeah you're right then Three million pounds they, And they know that So they have to get their performance They'll only get One possibly two mistakes I think any more than that Then they will be out And then they might not get back in And I include Golson in that now But I, at the moment I still think Golson and Katic yep. Seem to be The more settled partnership It will be interesting as well Jim Because you've got Thursday mm-hmm. Sunday, Sunday yeah. I think it will change on Sunday I do, I do Stephen yeah, Because yeah. You know, obviously that that again. I think that's the case for both teams. I think when you play on Thursday, yeah, that's the reason why they're both strengthened their squad significantly, mm-hmm. so that they can change uh, without weakening. Right. If you want to hear your question read out on the show, the address you need is full time at Clyde One dot com. That's where we take the questions in, and we try and get them on the show. Tonight's is in tribute to Fernando Rickson. Can you name the starting eleven for his Rangers debut against Kaunas? In July 2000 You've got Obviously Fernando Rickson You've got Stefan Kloss And you've got Rod Wallace Craig Moore Yes Barry Ferguson Yep Neil McCann No Tony Vidmar Yep Two Um, guy No Van Brockhurst No 
Audio Arena? Yep. Mm. Where are we at now? One, two, three, four, five, six. You've got seven, only four remaining, so we'll leave it there. Tra- Thomas Buffel? No, we'll leave it there. Okay. Uh, Laurie's in Denison. Hi, Laurie. Hey, Pano, good evening. Hello. Hi, uh, Gordon, can I speak to my fellow Denistonian Alec? Oh, he's gone, Laurie, I'm afraid. He only yeah. joined us for the first hour, but don't worry, he'll be listening in the drive yeah. home. Okay. Uh, well, I, what I would like to say is obviously uh, an extremely sad day uh, for all of Scottish football, and in particular for Andrew Rickson's family, a young man at 43 years of age uh, who lost his life to a cruel and pernicious disease, uh, motor neuron disease. Uh, a condition that claimed the life of my own uh, favourite all-time player, Jimmy Johnson. It's just so sad, tragic uh, beyond words. The best compliment, Gordon, I can pay uh, Fernando Rickson is to say that as a Celtic fan, you know, for many, many years, I, I used to listen uh, with bated breath uh, when the, the lineups were announced, whether it was getting way back listening to, to games on the radio uh, or in attendance. I, I watched them on the television. And there were some names that when they were posted, you would rather that they, uh, from a Celtic perspective, uh, they weren't playing players like Bobby Shearer, Wally Matheson, uh, Ian Ferguson, Terry Butcher, and Alec himself, actually. Guys who were gladiators uh, and who gave everything of themselves uh, on the the park, the field of play. And that probably is the the greatest compliment that I I can pay Fernando. Uh, along with the other uh, players that that I mentioned there, so that 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 that's my first point. Yeah, I think a lot of people recognise that that feeling, Jim. It's yeah. is that's that's the biggest compliment that you, you can pay a rival, really, isn't it? Yeah. You're you're not going to stand and pretend that that you loved them forever yeah. and you never shouted abuse at them because that's that's what we do. No, the rivals want to be booed. They want to be booed by the opposition fans, and uh, you know they want it under their skin. Uh, but the bottom line is. You know, when people take a step back and look at someone's contribution to that particular club, they they, they appreciate that and they respect it because that's the kind of contribution everybody wants at their football club. And as I said, and yeah, I mean, Alec came in earlier on and you could hear the emotion in Alec's voice uh, about the type of person and obviously he knew him as a, as a friend. But as I said, I don't think we should underestimate as much as all the antics will take sometimes some of the some of the publicity from Fernando Rickson it's what he contributed as a Rangers player and I think as I said he, you know he, he was a tough player to play against who as I said gave total commitment Laurie, Laurie we're a bit short in time but I know you'll want to give us your thoughts on tomorrow's game as well yeah Andy producer was asking me that so very briefly uh, I'm hopeful uh, of a draw I think it would be a tall order uh, to expect us to go there and win uh, and I think that the current squad that Neil Lennon has amassed and accumulated in terms of uh, numbers and depth is as good a squad as I can remember for many a year. Ooh, high praise indeed. Thank you very much, Laurie and Denison. It's 0141-951-1025. Partick Thistle have sacked Gary Caldwell, by the way, on a, another day. We would maybe get round to that news a bit earlier, but it's been it's been a very busy day in Scottish football, as you can imagine. If you've got any late thoughts on that, Thistle fans, get them in. 0141-951-1025. And we've got four answers to get on the teaser that we'll get next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com
Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Stephen McGowan are here They are racking their brains To put it mildly To come up with the answers to this teaser tonight uh, In tribute to Fernando Rickson Can you name the starting 11 from his Rangers debut It was against Kaunas uh, back in 2000 So you're doing pretty well You've got Kloss, Rickson, Craig Moore, Tony Vidmar Barry Ferguson, Claudio Reyna and Rod Wallace Scott Wilson Great shout I thought that was the hardest one I was going to say it in a half So I was yeah. thinking about that Scott one Scott Wilson Well done uh, There was a, a tweeter called Gabby Amato I don't think it's, yeah. it's the Gabby Amato no. But he got He's got the Two of the three That you're George Alberts for, I think. Did we say that? George Alberts Well done He's in there as well Which means you're only two to go Nellinger? Christian Nellinger? Nope Nope so your midfield is missing someone And your attack is missing someone Did we say Neil McCann? You did yeah, Don't say it again okay. one, one midfielder and one striker to find Yeah I would say was Yeah a winger A winger yeah, and a striker yeah, Alright uh, We're going to take more calls Before the end of the show Just quickly um, Big managerial news today Jim mm. And that's uh, That club you know well Partick yeah. Thistle Have parted company With Gary mm. Caldwell Your reaction? Surprised you know, I think five games into the season. I think was it two draws, three defeats, um, and obviously there was a couple of games they were up on and and, and, and lost goals. But I'm surprised. I mean, I know that uh, obviously Thistle fans will watch them, you know, much more than I've done. I've seen them probably seven, eight times towards the end of last season, and also was at a couple of games this year. I thought they played some decent football, but. Obviously the board have decided that um, it's time for a change And like any football nowadays we always say that If, if you're running about a month now I think you get mm. as a manager if, it, if it's not going well If you have a bad month then you're in a sticky wicket And I think unfortunately for Gary Seems to seems to have just been too much And rightly or wrongly Stephen that, As Jim mentions it is undeniably early in the season But he didn't perhaps have a great deal of goodwill in the tank From the previous campaign mm. And you find that that can often carry over Well I broke Oh, they've been they've been a pain in the neck for the bigger clubs, mm-hmm. haven't they? Mm-hmm. Because you know those two teams part time supposed to come up and be cannon fodder, mm-hmm. and they haven't been. They've been really mm-hmm. competitive. You know, the party first of all lucky to get away from our both of a draw, weren't they? Mm-hmm. A legitimate goal in the last couple of minutes, I think, was chalked off. I think they did. They're known here as the impact of the takeover. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a proposed takeover where the owners of Barnsley and New City Capital are looking to try and buy fifty five percent of Partick Thistle. Mm-hmm. What we don't know is whether they have someone in mind or whether it's part of that bigger picture because obviously there's an AGM next Thursday night. Uh, I think David Beattie met the fans groups the other night, Fissel Forever and the Jags Trust and promised them a big announcement. Question is, what is the big announcement? Is it a new owner or is it a new manager? And and then already you you hear the names, Jim, or you start putting Mm -hmm. two and two together. Um, Ian McCall's name's Mm -hmm. been mentioned because of the, the job that he's... He's done it at United yeah. Having previously been at He's always linked to that yeah. job At the club yeah. He's yeah. always linked to that job um, Yeah well he's done a terrific job And sometimes it's about timing But he's also <laughs> Done good jobs at Other clubs And I think You know you should really be looking At a body of work Not just who's hot For a couple of months And obviously did well last year Fantastically well last year In the United But I think he's got a, He's got a really good CV Ian And I think that um, You know you like to have Daniel Lennon But another one to be mentioned Obviously former captain Yeah um, doing done a terrific job at uh, again at Clyde and again at St Mirren. So you know there are there are good managers out there who and it's a it's a huge club and and uh, you know people you know some of the other bigger clubs might think well, what do you mean it's a huge club? 
But it is a big club, you know, Thistle. It's got, you know, it's got a lot of tradition, it's got a lot of history, and it's got a lot of ambition. So whoever gets that job, I think, will, you know, find themselves fair, in a fortunate position. Fair play to Jerry Burton. He's actually topped mm. Craig Levine, hasn't he? He's gone <laughs> chief, chief executive, yeah. caretaker, and the dugout manager. of the weekend. He used to be the academy manager. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Uh, <laughs> Michelle is in Johnson, the final caller tonight. Michelle, what's on your mind? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, obviously, tonight is about Fernando Rickson. Sure. I'm not taking that away from him. Um, I'm a Rangers fan, and uh, but there is another ex-Rangers player who is also suffering um, with motor neurons disease, and I think he's just been a wee bit lost um, with everything that's been happening with Fernando Rickson. Um, so my appeal is basically to the Rangers fans and any other football fans um, to dig deep in their pockets and to try and help them. Um, it's David Hagen. He did, as you well know, he was diagnosed last year, last July with it. Um, and he played alongside um, Alex's brother, Derek, in the reserves. And he also did make the first team goals, scored a few goals for us. Um, but I just feel like he is getting lost. He is suffering the same way as um, Fernando Rickson has done. Yeah, I think that in similar age as well, yeah. uh, Jim. Listen, equally as tragic. You don't need me to to, no. to, to point that out. I played for Falkirk as well, David mm-hmm. Hagen. So yeah, of course, our thoughts. It's just today's the day, so, and uh, it's understandable. <laughs> people are, are mentioning Fernando Rickson. I think it's an interesting point. Sorry, but I, mean, I, I just mm-hmm. think football has to do more. For, for players who fall in hard times I don't, I don't know Jim will know more than me About the, the welfare system But you look at dementia You look at You know Alzheimer's or what have you And not everyone Earns thousands of pounds In their career They don't all have Copper plated pensions And I think with the amount Of money swimming about football Surely there has to be a way To provide some kind of welfare Yeah I mean David Obviously I, Michelle I, I knew that David Was, was suffering you, you, you know you know these things And I think uh, You have to respect He I think himself maybe didn't want too many people uh, to be aware of it to start with. And I think yeah. sometimes you've got to respect that privacy. But, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, Fernando Rickson obviously had a higher profile and, 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 and that, that that's what happens in football. And I'm sure Dave's aware of that. I mean, he had a, a terrific career, as you said, he went for it, went, uh, played by Rangers, but Falkirk, I think, Dunfermline. And, and um, you know, but it's, it's tragic. You know, it's a, it's a horrible disease. Um, and as I say, the tragic of anyone gets it, and when it's something like that. But I don't think he's he's forgotten. I I I don't. I'm sure there's a lot of people and, and a lot of good people trying to help David. But you're right; he doesn't get the same spotlight as someone like Fernando yeah. uh, would, would have had. But uh, you know, I think it's good for someone like yourself to 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 come on and, and let us know about that. And hopefully, um, you know, people listening will 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 look at that. And as as Stephen said. Um, you know, hopefully there'll be some some um, assistance for David if if he wants it and if he requires it. Yeah, I'm I'm not related to him by any yeah. manner of means, but I know there was a game last year and it, there wasn't a great turnout. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be good if they, they did do another um, like a wee, a wee football tournament thing again, where it does get highlighted a wee bit more. Yep, well said Michelle Don't mind that at all Thank you for bringing that To the attention of people Who perhaps didn't know So that was the purpose Thank you very much Michelle uh, In Johnson I think that will be The final call of the evening Looking at the time um, Let's wrap up Tonight's teaser then Remember if you want To send a question in And hear it on the show It's fulltime at Clyde1.com Tonight's was In tribute to Fernando Rickson Can you name the starting 11 From his Rangers debut Now it was a game Against Kaunas Back in July 2000 So clearly a European qualifier the guys have got nine of the answers and they're only looking for two more. What have you got for us? Andrew Kinchelskis? Nope. A winger and a striker mm. to go. 
Uh, right, I think it's probably clue time. Um, the winger mm. is currently a manager in the championship. Oh, that must have dragged you through the Scottish championship. championship. Mm-hmm. Right, right, so we're starting off, it's um, started to talk with Robbie Nielsen, and what are we doing? To, <laughs> you go a bit nearer uh, the yeah. bottom. You could bit near uh, the bottom, right, okay, and go to the south of the country as well. If you're trying to yeah, think Alan about Johnson. that, way. Alan, Johnson. Alan Johnson, Alan Johnson, and um, one of the men who would have been in the Morton's managerial hot seat after you, Jim Duffy, uh, Jonathan Johansson, Jonathan Johansson. We got there in the end. Thank you very much, Stephen McGowan, and Jim Duffy. Mm. A special thanks to Alex Ray who joined us earlier on in the show, uh, sharing his. Uh, personal memories of Fernando Rickson on what has been a sad day for Scottish football hopefully you've managed to find some enjoyment in in sharing the memories with us we're back tomorrow night from 6 o'clock massive night in the Europa League I'll be here with Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL but in the meantime just stay right there because Callum Gallagher's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com.